Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. Well, hello, this is Dr. Carol Francis, and I recorded a very special program for individuals who are trying to defeat oh, their emotional manipulators in life, trying to exercise their freedom, their ability to move out of the traps that other people seem to set for them by being their own selves, to wake up to being your own self. So I am currently looking for the actual recording of this, it was supposed to play automatically, and of course it did not. That's the way it goes sometimes in the world of radio. So I'm trying to see if I can find that episode information for you. If I cannot, I will go ahead and put it on again at another time. Let me go ahead and use this time to the benefit of all of us, however. And I've been in the field for 38 years, and as a psychotherapist, I have worked with couples, parents, and children, business settings, and, and romances, and helping individuals have the daily conversation of what it means to effectively be able to emotionally influence individuals so that they're going to be their best self, be able to motivate others so that the businesses can thrive, the relationships can be happy, that children can do what's necessary in order for the family to be able to function really positively as a team. So as a consequence, I know what sort of things can help people influence each other. Andrew Carnegie came up with a wonderful list of ways to influence individuals in a positive sort of fashion. And his work actually became the very cornerstone of being able to help people advertise, market, manipulate individuals to be influenced, even when to do it from the standpoint that everybody wanted to have a genuine connection and recommended the following in order to be able to build relationships. And he believed that building sincere relationships were actually the best way of being able to cause people to be under the control or influence of very positive ways of everybody having their most successful ways. However, take note that these exact same qualities that Del Carnegie and that I will discuss elsewise uh, portray can be used by individuals who actually just wish to manipulate you. That's right. But they want to figure out a way to manipulate you for their own benefit, not for everybody's benefit. Yes, it's one thing to be win-win relationship. But how about those individuals that would like to oppress you or would like to use you for sex or would love to get a hold of your money for no particularly good return? Those individuals that might want to be able to trap individuals in relationships so that down the road they can become as violent and abusive as they think that they need to be. Are those individuals that are given for hunger, for power, or to be able to dominate someone, to be able to have sex, in whatever circumstances, whether rape or just sex on demand. But we can go on a very long list of individuals that want to be able to manipulate all of us, any of us, not just the marketers or the advertisers and not just our parents or our friends or our bosses. That's one thing. The better they can influence us for the benefit of everything, the better everybody will get along. So let's read this list that Del Carnegie did advocate and then let's look at how 
emotional manipulators can actually use these to work against our better well-being. First, he suggested be friendly. Second, praise even the small improvements. Third, be encouraging. Fourth, be sympathetic. Five, in the conversation, take their point of view so that they feel very much understood. Six, let them discover their own ideas and let whatever ideas they do discover make them feel smarter, make them feel like they've discovered solutions. Seven, avoid arguments, disagreements. Instead, try to ask questions like, why do you think this, or help me understand. Eight, don't say, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about, because all that does is kick over the beehive, as he says. You want the honey, not the bee stings. Number nine, let them save their face. Don't fight them in a way that's going to cause them to feel ashamed or embarrassed or stupid. So in the process of being able to make friends, he does suggest be genuine when you're interested in someone. Say their name frequently because their name is a wonderful part of who they are. Own that their name is a wonderful part of them in a fashion so that you say it sweetly, you say it positively. Consciously think as they do when you're in the midst of working with them. Try to understand their motivations, their desires, and their goals. And ask yourself, if I was in, what would I want right now? If I was in, what would make me feel important and appreciated? Along the same lines, you want to be a good listener. You want to encourage them to talk about themselves and appreciate what they're thinking about. Learn from them. Value what they're saying. Next also, you want to understand their body language. You want to be able to Note their nonverbal cues so that you can understand what the real messages are as well as the verbal messages. Next, realize, notice when they zone out and don't go on and on and on. Boring another person is the best way to disconnect them. Smile. Use your gestures next as a way of speaking loudly about the type of feelings that you want to create. Next, praise them honestly, appreciating what it is they do. Do you know that gratitude is one of the easiest ways to make any moment better connected with your loved one or your family or your children. And nine, sincerely make them and their ideas important by the way you value them and interface. Well, that is an absolutely wonderful list of how to influence people for the better. So take that one and run with it so that you can be a person that has better relationships and makes people feel better about being around you. That type of influence is power to be able to make everything work in a situation where there's teams and connections and efforts to be able to make a family happier, a spouse happier, a boss happier, an employee happier. But now let's go to the dark side. You know, every light has a dark side. And the dark side is going to be related to how an emotional manipulator can know these very same tricks and then begin to pull you into a connection with them so that you begin to feel like, oh, finally, I'm going to have this wonderful situation. I'm going to have what I need or want. And that, of course, is great because we want to be able to attract to ourselves the answers to our wants, the answers to our needs. That capacity to attract what we want and what we need is a power, and so when someone appears to be able to participate in our wants and our needs and to give us the valuation, the connection, the love, the, the communication, the interchange that we would like to have, 
but it looks like someone's capable and desirous of giving that to us, of course we're going to be attracted to it. So that's step number one. Try to discern when someone's genuinely in a position to interface with you in an authentic way or when someone's using them just in the moment to to manipulate them to get you to go where they want you to go without regard to your own needs and wants and self-respect. So that you get this kind of uncanny feeling if you're tuned into it that this other person is doing all the right things, but for some reason it feels like it's for the wrong reasons. And you have to have that ability inside of you to be able to discern that. And you're not always going to be able to discern it accurately. And you're going to be able to discern it more accurately if you've lived in a situation where people were sincere. And it's going to be harder to discern that sort of connection as being sincere or not when you have been around people who are manipulative and abusive growing up. So that ability to hone into when this is sincere and to your best benefit as well as perhaps theirs is very keen. Here's another thing that you need to do. You need to know your power to leave a relationship at any given moment. Not to abandon this other person that might just be clumsy in relationships. Not to just run away and always be avoidant whenever things get tough. But to know that this person, if they turn disrespectful, you can leave for that moment or you can leave for good. And if you leave in the moment that a person's disrespectful, and the person that's disrespectful, and face it, everybody gets to that disrespectful spot, if they stop being disrespectful and turn back to being respectful of you, then chances are they weren't trying to ultimately manipulate you into a disrespected relationship. However, your power to say, anybody that's treating me disrespectful is not going to earn my attention in that moment, then you're more likely to avoid people who are going to manipulate you. So that's step number one. Still tricky because you can get around people who don't respect you in the moment, but you still have to figure out the relationship, one of which is parents to child. But that's probably a different show. Okay, number two. The next thing you really need to get into touch with is your own self-knowledge. You have to know you. So that when someone wants to come along and change your opinion or your attitude, that you get the feeling that they're trying to manipulate you to be not you. You want to know yourself, not in a way that's rigid, but in a way that feels clear, in a way in which you know your thoughts and your ideas, your strengths and your weaknesses. In addition, you also really need to know something very important about yourself, what your wants are and what your needs are, what your emotional wants and needs are, what your physical wants and needs are, what your materialistic wants and needs are, so that you can know what it is you're wanting and what you're trying to attract to yourself in order to feel satisfied. But you have to also realize that manipulators, emotional manipulators, look for where the wants and the needs are inside of a person. They'll view those wants and needs as chinks in your armor, weak spots where they can get you when you're down, ways to make you feel insecure or to threaten or to overrule you. And so people who use your wants and needs as weapons against you, that's a very good sign that something's going on here that isn't about your better good but about the way they're trying to manipulate you by using your very essential wants and needs. So you have to be honest with the fact that you want certain things or you need certain things. It's okay to want and need. That's part of being human. 
You don't have to be upset with yourself for wanting or needing something and then something turning sour. That happens even in there when there's not an emotional manipulator or sociopath on the other end. So go ahead and know what your wants and needs are in relationships. Love, sex, hugging, affection, admiration, someone saying you're beautiful or handsome, someone taking care of you or making you feel safe, making you feel wanted and valued. Those are great things to want and need in a relationship. And a healthy relationship will try to address those without tearing you down and without building the other person up. The other person will want to participate in helping those needs being addressed because it makes them feel good to see you feel good. But the emotional manipulator is all about using your wants and needs to make them be the most powerful, the most valued, the most influential, and the most controlling person in your life. They'll use it to control you. And that's what you want to sense. So if you know what what your wants and needs are, and number one, you're self-respecting, then this other person won't be able to take charge of who you are because you're clear on you. And you also have that power to leave a person who appears to be able to give you what you want and you need, and yet you know that to go down there is like mm, putting your hand in the serpent's mouth. It's like taking your head and sticking in the lion that wants to bite you. It's putting your hand in front of a, 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 a black widow spider knowing that they're going to sting you, poison you, in fact. Okay. So now we've discussed some of those aspects of how you can stay clear about you and therefore stay clear from the manipulators that are out there that just are more about themselves than ultimately about you. Now, how about an individual that's kind of naive? For example, someone who says, well, I think everybody's good and everybody wants to give good and therefore this person's wanting to give good to me, so I'm cool with that. And so there's a kind of naivety. Well, naivety is a wonderful sort of thing to bring into any relationship, actually. In fact, what we find out in research is that people who are the most optimistic, the most naive and optimistic about relationships tend to have the better relationships. That's because they fall into circumstances where other people innocently will love them and try to do it in a way that's honest and sincere. However, people who are naive that there are sociopaths or manipulators out there also fall into the traps of thinking that this person that appears to be great on the onset twists and chains as things go by. One of the things that we're seeing in our society a lot more clearly than we have in the past because of mass media, to be quite honest with you, is that so many times a woman or a man will be manipulated to marry someone, either for the money or the sex or relationship or companionship. And then, lo and behold, as soon as the marriage has been consummated, the partner changes into being cruel, mean, condescending, withholding, and manipulative. And so suddenly, the person you thought they were, they're suddenly very different. And that is a very good sign. Once you've given them your connection and your loyalty, if they switch on you, and they switch in a chronic sort of fashion, you have walked into a situation where you've become emotionally attached to someone who all along was there merely to move you into their web. It's no question that we talk about the black widow and knowing that there's a manipulative web that's been weaved. That's a metaphor 
that's well worth considering. So unfortunately, what you'll need to have is the art of escaping, of getting away. And when relationships have turned abusive along these lines, and that's really complicated, and I've spoken about that elsewhere as well, when relationships become abusive, it's often hard to get away from the abuser because the abuser will switch from being great and addressing exactly what you need or want and then going into being threatening and violent physically, emotionally, or verbally. Now, secondly, an emotional manipulator that's moved into abusiveness can also make you feel like you're to blame for them having become violent. That's just not clear. No one is to blame for someone else becoming violent. So you want to be as clear as possible, yes, that you have an innocence. Perhaps you even got violent in response to their violence. Or maybe you even got defensive and aggressive in response to their offensiveness and aggressiveness. So you need to keep yourself as clear as possible that you're either in a response or reaction, need to stop responding, and you need to escape. Because this other individual will continue to manipulate and blame you. And then you're going to feel like you're the weak one, or you're the bad one, or you're the cause of the problems. And that if only you would change, the relationship would be okay too. And this is a, an emotional manipulation that takes place between abuser and abusing to such a degree that it often takes the abused individual more than seven times trying to escape the relationship in order to finally be able to escape. Know that there are people out there to help you escape. There are agencies that help parents with children come to a place that's free and safe and so they can get their feet back on the ground, both to get economically their feet on the ground as well as to get the clothes that they might need or even the security they need in order to be able to go back to the house and get some of their belongings with the protection of the police. Now, as I mentioned in another program yesterday, if the police are not really helping you, you have to understand that the police all the time are exposed to emotional manipulators. They are lied to so much that it becomes almost impossible for them to know when a person is really being abused and when they're just being manipulated to try to take the other person away. So police may or may not be able to be of assistance to you, depending on how clear the situation is. And most of the time in abusive, violent situations, they're not all that clear. Remember, an emotional manipulator can manipulate the police as well. You're the one that's going to have to get yourself out of the situation. Using whatever tools and people and circumstances will help you escape. Now, once you've escaped, know that there will be such a tendency to go back. A promise will come from the abuser they'll never do it again. And perhaps they won't, and perhaps you go back, and perhaps you find out they will do it again. And that's why this reoccurrence of seven times is very common. And once an individual has abused children or abused a spouse, there's an inclination that's somehow been released. And that inclination has to be bought off by therapy, groups, anger management classes, and you need to know that that other person is dedicated for your return to changing their ways by reaching out and having concrete, actual assistance. Not because you've manipulated them to go do it or the courts have manipulated them to go do it, but because they are actually realizing they've got a problem and they're going to take care of it. But the situations in which individuals have been abusive and they actually take care of it, those are so tricky 
And quite frankly, they're rare in an abusive situation becoming abusive again. Well, I hope this has helped to some degree because we're going to discuss this topic on and off for the next few weeks just to help those individuals that need to escape emotional situations that are manipulating them into not being themselves, not loving themselves, and not taking good care of themselves. This is Dr. Carol Francis. I can be reached at drcarolfrancis.com or 310-543-1824. would love to hear your comments. But here is one thing I'd like you to know. If you call and you say, Dr. Francis is saying such and such about you, and you're telling your abuser that they're being accused of being abusive, very few abusers are going to want to hear that any other person is decreeing them as abusive. The idea that you would actually change an emotional manipulator into becoming a sincere and loving individual is self-deluding. You can't change the other person. You can only help yourself and your situation. There is definitely life after extricating yourself from a situation with an emotional abuser, but it's likely there's not much of a life if you continue to try to change the other person. Save you so that your life can be full and satisfying, meaningful. And if your children are involved, definitely take some definite steps to move into the most healthy circumstance you possibly can discover. Dr. Carol Francis signing off for now. Thanks for joining me, and you'll be able to hear the tape that I produced the next time. Talk to you soon. Be well. Take care. Be self-respecting.